Hi, I'm Tina Desiree Berg, and welcome to The 34. Are you guys here for Bernie Sanders? Ow! Me too! How crazy. Uh, how many people early voted? Yeah! Okay, how many people are caucusing tomorrow? Yes! Good job! That's what I want to see, y'all! I'm so proud of everybody here. Yeah. You keep singing, baby girl, come home I guess you raised me just fine But I still want more time Always singing, baby girl, come home I saw you close your eyes You never came back to say goodbye I can't hear you! Hello, Las Vegas! <laughs> After months of hard work, tomorrow we get our chance to make history and do our part to make sure that Senator Bernie Sanders is the Democratic nominee and the next president of the United States. Who here has a story for why they support Bernie? Let's see some hands. I, like everyone here, have a story for why I support Bernie. In fact, I probably have many, many stories like you all do. The one that I want to share tonight, though, is one that affects many of us, and it has to do with health care. Right before I started working on the campaign, my cousin, who had been coughing for many, many months, had a chest x-ray. Now, he's only 29 years old and a bartender in Los Angeles, and he has okay-ish health care. He, like so many of us, lives paycheck to paycheck. Well, that chest x-ray turned up 15 masses on his lungs, and the doctor recommended an immediate MRI and said that we could go right away and have it checked out the same day. So that's exactly, of course, what we did, like what everyone would do. We rocked across the street to the specialist, and before being able to see the doctor, they made my cousin take out his credit card and pay $300. He looked at me with a mixture of fear and how am I going to pay for this? And I looked at him and said, we're going to figure this out together. Well, the results came back and the doctor looked at us grimly and said that unfortunately, we were going to have to do many more tests. And each test over the subsequent weeks um, required more money in copays, and the final test took him over a month to book. That whole time, our entire family was scared, made worse by worrying about the bills that we were racking up. I believe that no one in our society should have to go through something like that. Luckily, this story has a happy ending. After the final test, my cousin got the all clear. He was cancer free. But that experience that we went through 
That is why I'm here today. I don't want any of us to have to go through something like that ever again where we worry about whether or not we're going to be able to afford paying for health care. And tomorrow, we get a chance to do something about it. Now let me ask right now, how many of you have already voted for Bernie out there? Awesome. And how many of you are going to caucus for Bernie tomorrow? So listen, I want everyone to do something right now. I want you to take out your mobile phone, and I want you to go to berniesanders.com slash Nevada, and I want you to put in your address. And when you type search, you're going to be able to find out where your caucus location is. Now registration tomorrow morning opens up at 10 a.m. And as long as you're in line by 12, you're going to be able to caucus for Bernie. If you have already voted early for Bernie, show up anyway. We're going to need extra volunteers. Are you with me? All right, let's go vote for Bernie tomorrow. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Linda Jones. I'm excited. I'm excited. Are you excited? Let me hear you. Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you feeling the burn? You feeling the burn? Who is going to be the next president in 2020? Who is going to be the next president in 2020? You doggone right. For those of you all that don't know me, my name is Linda Jones. I am the political field coordinator for Clark County Education Association. We are the largest independent education association in the country. We were the first education association in this state, and we are the only education association in this state to endorse Senator Bernie Sanders. And do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Because CCEA only backs winners, baby. We only back the best. For many of you all, you already know this, but there was a point in time in September of 2019, educators were going to go on strike. Prior to that, several presidential candidates came to CCEA to court us and ask us for our vote and ask us for our endorsement. And they said what they would do and they said what they wanted to do and what they hoped would happen. But you know who came and who really showed up? Senator Bernie Sanders. Senator Bernie Sanders. See, our educators were talking about going on strike, but Senator Bernie Sanders was actually on the picket line in Los Angeles with educators. And that wasn't his only picket line. And out of all the presidential candidates that wanted our vote, only Senator Bernie Sanders acknowledged that educators here in Clark County actually settled their contract avoiding a strike. Now that's the type of person I want to be my president. Somebody that remembers our name. Somebody that wants more than just our vote. Somebody that will fight for us. Not me. 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 Us. Senator Bernie Sanders is my president 
need y'all to do everything y'all can to make them yours. Not me! Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Deborah Berger. Okay, good evening, everyone. It's great to be in Nevada. I'm Deborah Berger, and I've been a registered nurse for more years than I'd care to admit, but it's over 47. I'm a proud member and president of the National Nurses United, the largest union of registered nurses in the United States. The National Nurses United has a slogan. It says, vote nurses' values. And there's no other candidate that fills that bill than Senator Bernie Sanders. As nurses, we must make terrible, terrible choices in providing care for our patients because every single day we have to fight to make sure you get the care that you need. And we have to actually protect our patients from our healthcare system, right? How many of you have had a story about how healthcare in this system, in this country has harmed you? Look around you, look at that. That is a moral disgrace, and we have to change that. In Nevada and in across the country, people are suffering because they have to, uh, they're priced out of their health care system. They can't afford the drugs. They can't afford the treatments. They're making choices about whether they can afford their medical bill, their cancer treatment, or pay for the rent in their home. That's why for decades, nurses have been working for Medicare for All. And Bernie Sanders is going to change that. We've been working on it to make sure that healthcare as a human right exists in this country. Don't let, don't let the healthcare industry fool you. Don't let them change your mind. This is not a pie in the sky. This can change, and we can change that tomorrow. So we're proud. Um, we're proud that due to the hard work of nurses and of Bernie, that people in the United States across this country have moved to saying that, yes, the time is now for Medicare for all. It is a major issue. It has been on every single debate, and it is key that we change that. So according to a report uh, by the, Nash the Nevada Medical Center, more than 11% of the people in the state of Nevada have no health insurance. What do you think that does to your safety, to your public safety? Somebody that can't afford a drug that has TB or can't get their flu shots and gives you the flu. Those are things that are really considering and we need to make sure that everybody has health care so we're all healthy and safe. And 
It doesn't do any good to have a knockoff pretend healthcare system because what we have now is not a system, it is a for-profit business and they're making money off of you. We don't want health care for some. What do we want? Medicare for all! So, uh, as a union, we understand what it means to stand by each other, to hold each other dear, and to make sure that all of us are taken care of. And the one thing that Bernie Sanders understands is that it is all of us. And his campaign slogan is, not me, us. And what does that mean? It means that all of us matter. All of us matter. And we are a team and we make our communities better because of all of the work that we do. I as a nurse, the carpenters, the plumbers, the healthcare, other healthcare workers, all of that makes a huge difference. And we need to make sure that we work all together to truly make this a country that works for all of us. So, I want to thank all of you for coming tonight and make sure that you're all um, ready to go caucusing tomorrow and also uh, sort of like get the message out to your neighbors. If you haven't reached out to one of your neighbors, take them along to the caucus. We did caucus uh, canvassing today and we got people to agree to go get other friends out. It does make a difference. And we can build a healthier world, but only if we stand together. Only if we stand together and fight for it. So, are you ready to fight for a world that we can be proud of living here? Yes. All right, so. I believe that we can win. Chat, I believe that we can win. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Sage, Kim, Kasky, Matt, Deitch, Robert Shentrup and Nora Abdulhaq. Hey, hey everyone. My name is Cameron Kasky and I am one of the far too many high schoolers in this country whose school has been shot up by somebody wielding a semi-automatic rifle. And for the past two years, I have been watching firsthand as my generation has mobilized and stood up to the NRA, stood up to the lying politicians offering thoughts, prayers, and other empty platitudes, and changed the game. It has been inspiring to see. It has been amazing to see the way this generation has mobilized. But I have to tell you, I have talked to far too many young people in this country, young voting age people who look at the future and say, I have no more hope. I don't know what to do. I look at this game as something that we are destined to lose no matter what. But right now, the young people in this country are being offered a chance to invest in a movement that is headed in the right direction. The young people in this country are unifying like we never have before. We are breaking records, changing the game, and for once, people my age get to look at the future and see something that we might be able to take back. We're unifying together against people like the small percentage of people in this country who exploit working class families and have ruined this economy like Donald Trump, Michael Bloomberg, and far too many more. This election, 
is about all of us coming together, ignoring all of the noise for the people who are getting mad. And I must say, the establishment, they are frightened of us. And it's showing. They are very, very angry. They have written me some very, very, very hurtful messages on the internet. But you know what? It doesn't matter because we have each other. We're together and we know that love is going to win this. We love each other. We are inspiring each other. We're sharing our stories, elevating our voices. And crowds like this, people like this, are how we are going to win it in Nevada. We are going to win this whole primary. And then we are going to knock Donald Trump out of the White House like it's nothing. Seriously. Easy, easy stuff. Now, my dear, dear friend Robert Chentrup is going to come up and share his story. Thank you. Hi, everyone, and thank you, Cam. My name is Robert Chentrup, and I, too, come from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Sorry about that. My <laughs> I came to this issue out of personal loss. My sister, Carmen Shentrup, was one of the 17 victims of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas school shooting. She was 16 at the time, and if she was still alive today, it would be her 19th birthday today. For me, I came to this issue out of something deeply personal. And I still struggle with a lot of the mental health issues that came out of the Stoneman Douglas shooting. And I think that when we're talking about gun violence prevention, we need to elevate the need for Medicare for all, including mental health. I'm very fortunate that my parents have good insurance and I'm able to go to mental health services at a low cost. But I know countless other survivors who go to my college that like fiscally cannot afford to go to counseling. The going rate in my area is $150 to $200 per hour to see a counselor. And as college students struggling to put food on the table and pay rent, it's absolutely out of the question. And so when we're looking at the issue of gun... ...and giving them the support that they need to move forward and to make sure that we are not leaving a generation behind of young people who are dealing with these issues but have no one to talk to and can't afford it. And so I am supporting Bernie Sanders because he understands the, how gun violence prevention isn't just regulating firearm access. It's so much more than that. And the movement that we have built is going to win here in Nevada tomorrow, take us on to South Carolina, on to Super Tuesday, on to Florida, and on to the presidency. Thank you. Hello, Nevada. Hello, Nevada. My name is Nora Abdulhaq. I'm 16 and I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. First of all, I'd like to thank you guys for being here today. Second of all, I'd like to say happy Black History Month. And like many other black kids in America, I myself face the reality of having classmates locked up, the reality of taxes on houses getting raised, the reality of lack of sports programs and arts funding, the reality of attending more funerals than graduations, and the reality of blatant racism within the public school system. But while doing this, I knew that this forced normalization is systemic. We are taught that system of oppressions by the system of oppressions to think that hearing gunshots in the middle of the night and having your neighbor come ask you 
if you saw the shooter is normal. Taught that inadequate supplies and un unaffordable costs are normal. Gun violence is systemic. Police brutality and inaccessibility in in to healthcare and educational supplies are drivers behind it. And Bernie Sanders knows this. And that's why we have to fight back. I stand with Senator Sanders because he knows that gun violence is a gentrification issue. He knows that it's a healthcare issue. He knows that it's a taxes issue. He knows that it's a racial issue. Bernie Sanders isn't afraid to say Black Lives Matter. He knows that this is about Trayvon Martin. He knows that this is about Anthony Hill. He knows that this is about Sandra Bland. But he also knows that this is about you and everybody sitting at home. And that's what we're going to win tomorrow. And next week, and Super Tuesday, and in November. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> My name is Matt Deitch. I'm a co-founder of March for Our Lives, and I'm from Parkland, Florida. In order to end gun violence, we need to elect someone who is morally just. Someone that puts the needs of the people over corrupt profits. Bernie Sanders is that leader. I've been to nearly every state campaigning against gun violence. I've been to red states, blue states, purple states, and the only place gun violence is a divisive issue is Washington. In every single one, these communities have been affected by gun violence. Every single survivor community is under-resourced. If they're under-resourced in Parkland, they're under-resourced in Milwaukee and Chicago. And Senator Sanders knows this, and we are going to build a movement of people from all over this country to end gun violence. We have a Congress deeply entangled in the profits of weapons that are being used on our children, and we need to say enough. Say enough, louder. I want them to hear you miles away. Enough! This is not an election between the lesser of two evils. This is an election between good and evil. This is militarism or peace. Violence or healing, what side are you on? It is time to stand up against the NRA and say we will not let your money speak louder than all of us. We will not only vote out puppets like Donald Trump, who took a record $30 million from the NRA, but we will lead this movement tackling gun violence as a public health issue, that we need to respond to this epidemic in the same way we would a deadly virus. This fight to end gun violence can make a statement by showing up in mass for Senator Sanders tomorrow. In 2018, in 2018, we had record youth turnout in midterm elections campaigning on this issue, and we're going to do it again. No issue unifies young people like standing up against gun violence. By standing up with the most diverse and young coalition in America, we are taking an intersectional stand against this epidemic. This fight takes a united front to save lives by centering the most vulnerable people, and Senator Sanders is the person to do that.
This is our movement. This is your movement. Let's win this tomorrow. Thank you. Please welcome to the stage, Naomi Klein. Get some light on this. All right, how are we feeling, Las Vegas? Are we going to win tomorrow's caucus for Bernie Sanders? Damn right we are. Now, usually I talk about the Green New Deal because I am a climate activist organizer. I've written three books about climate change. I'm obsessed with the fact that our world is on fire, but I take solace in the fact that this movement is on fire too. We are going to douse the flames together, my friend. Now, I have looked at all of the candidates' plans, and the reason why I am here standing with Senator Sanders, endorsing a candidate for president for the first time in my life, is that Bernie's Green New Deal plan is head and shoulders above the others, okay? It is the only one that is truly on the scale of the crisis. It is the only one that is truly guided both by science and justice, okay? Racial justice, gender justice, indigenous justice, migrant justice. Justice between our countries. I, and I'm not going to go through the whole thing now because I have a couple things I want to get to. One thing I want to stress here in Nevada, it's the only plan that is about not just renewable energy, but energy democracy. That means that you get to own and control your own renewable energy so you don't get gouged by the private utility companies who've been gouging you for years. The other thing that is particularly important to understand here is that Bernie's Green New Deal is the only one that understands that climate justice doesn't stop at the U.S. border, okay? It recognizes the rights of migrants and it rec recognizes the responsibilities of the United States to other countries, right? that have done nothing to produce this crisis but are on the front lines and people are being pushed from their lands, particularly in Central America, and they are being pushed to move when they don't want to move. They have a right to move, and this campaign recognizes that, but it also recognizes that they have a right to remain, which means that we need to pay our climate debts so that they can stay on their land, so that they have the resources, yes. So I'm not just going to talk about the Green New Deal as I always do, because tonight I really feel the need to talk to you about why I also support Bernie as a woman and as a feminist. You know, I want to be clear that we love our brothers in this movement, but this is not a campaign of bros, okay? I want to be very clear about this. I want to be very clear that women are the heart and soul of this movement. 
And I have absolutely had it with the way women leaders in this movement are being erased and invisibilized to feed this tired media narrative. And I am tired of the fact that when we aren't being ignored or erased, women leaders in this campaign, particularly black women leaders, are being attacked. Now, let us all recall that it was our own amazing Nina Turner. <laughs> referring to one Michael Bloomberg on MSNBC, who was the first to call an oligarch an oligarch. And she caught a whole lot of hell for that. This campaign is brimming with women leaders. It lifts up women. It trusts women. It believes women. Now, I want to talk about what that means. That doesn't mean that as women, we don't lie and we don't cheat. You know, we do all that thing, but things. But trusting women means believing that women know what is in our own interests, right? And that is especially important for the women who are most vulnerable in this outrageously unequal economy and society. And that means working class women. It means trusting working class women to know what is best for them. And that is why it matters. It really matters that only Bernie Sanders has earned the broadest support of working class women in this country. These are the women who need deep change the most, who are most vulnerable to harassment, to sexual harassment on the job because it is their only health care for themselves and their families so they can't leave terrible situations. These are the women who are most vulnerable to abuse in their homes because leaving those homes means ending up on the streets where they face even more violence. It matters that Bernie is supported by women who work in Amazon warehouses, who work at McDonald's, who work at Disney World. These are some of the most vulnerable workers in the economy, that he is supported by undocumented workers. These are women who understand that Medicare for all is a feminist issue. That housing for all is a feminist issue. That migrant rights is a feminist issue. That standing up against illegal wars is a feminist issue. This is why we are going to win tomorrow, because this is a movement that is powered by some of the most incredible women I have ever met. We were born for this fight. We know we can win, and that means we must win. Thank you. Let's do this.
Welcome to the stage, Senator Nina Turner. Nevada! Where my people at? Where my people at? Hello, somebody! Hello, somebody! Hello, somebody! Oh, my God. It is so great to be back in the great state of Nevada. Now, y'all know we won... Iowa, hello, somebody. We won New Hampshire, hello, somebody. And baby, we about to make it three for three in Nevada, hello, somebody. Oh, no, we going to do this thing. Now, I got to give a shout out to my sister, Naomi, because I appreciate what she had to say about the attacks that are being launched against the women of this campaign, and particularly the black women of this campaign. You know, somebody said that uh, those black women who support Senator Bernie Sanders, particularly myself and our press secretary, Bree Joy, are on the island of misfit black women. I was thinking the same thing. But Sister Bree Joy said it ain't an island, it's a whole continent. Hello, somebody. Come on. Come on. Come on. People like Sojourner Truth and Harriet Tugman. Hello, somebody. Daisy Bates, Ella Baker, hello, somebody. Barbara Jordan, hello, somebody. And the list goes on and on. Nevada, and that was all just because we support a man who, in the words of Dr. Cornell West, has been a long-distance runner for justice. That is Senator Bernie Sanders, and we are assembled here this evening to reaffirm that as the workaday people of this nation, we deserve better than what we have been getting. And to have a champion like Senator Sanders, who makes it very clear to Wall Street, I'm coming for your greed. <laughs> to the pharmaceutical industry, I'm coming for your greed. <laughs> to the fossil fuel industry, I'm coming for your greed. To the elites of this nation, you cannot have it all. Hello, somebody. So they want to call what we stand for radical. But what they call radical, I call right on time. Medicare for all is not radical, it's right on time. Understanding that we have and are continuing to destroy Mother Earth and it is our obligation to save her for ourselves and future generations through a Green New Deal. It's not radical, it's right on time. Looking and understanding that the legal system in this country is working as it was designed to work. It is a racist system that sees black men as somehow more criminal than anybody else. Brown men as somehow more criminal than anybody else. Black women, brown women, indigenous people, and then poor people of all ethnicities. We gonna fix this system. Hello, somebody. It's not radical. It's right on time. And Nevada, you all already enjoyed the legalization of marijuana, but thank God, Senator. Thank God. 
Thank God we got Senator Bernie Sanders who understands that we need to take marijuana off of Schedule 1 and legalize it all across the country. And not only that, to expunge the records of folks that have gone down over a BS war on drugs. And I ain't talking about Bernie Sanders. Hello, somebody. Congresswoman Barbara Jordan once said that what the people want is very simple. They want an America as good as its promise. When Senator Sanders stands up and makes it very clear that the workaday people of this nation have not enjoyed a raise to the tune of what it takes to be able to live a good life over the last 40 years, and that it is time for us to stop bailing out Wall Street if we can't put a down payment on Main Street. Not radical at all. To say that the women of this nation deserve their whole damn dollar. Not radical at all. It's right on time. To cancel student debt, right on time. Cancel medical debt, right on time. In the 1930s, FDR had to bump up against the elites of his day who came up against him in force. And he said that he welcomed their hatred. In the 21st century, we have a champion in Senator Bernard Sanders who's walking those same footsteps, who has said to the elites of this nation, we welcome your hatred. Hello, somebody. In 1963, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and we know that he was assassinated. He stood up to this nation beyond civil rights. He went to a place and started to indict the United States of America. He talked about militarism, materialism, poverty, and racism. And he challenged this nation to take a different look at the way that capitalism works. In this system, the more wealth you have, the more valuable you are as an individual. And if you are poor, it becomes a crime. So we're not going to sit back in the wealthiest country on the face of the earth, in a hegemon nation, to continue to let the levers of power bend in such a way that it breaks the backs of the everyday people of this nation, we're going to make some crooked paths straight. Hello, somebody. For a lot of people, we still in Black History Month. We still got a few more days. We know that Black History is America's history, but I bring that up to say that as we celebrated in 2020 and remembered the life and legacy of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the other freedom fighters that he encapsulates as we think about him. So many people, especially politicians, they want to quote the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. They, they take great joy in doing that, but not many of them are willing to walk in his footsteps. Hello, somebody. We got somebody in the personage of Senator Bernie Sanders who is willing to stand up against a system that is so rigged that now on national TV, you got folks defending billionaires. A system, a system that is so corrupt that it would allow people to die. What we are going to do, though, now, Nevada, you got to come through.
attention. Because this is not just about defeating Donald J. Trump. This is about not only defeating him, but having a vision to take this nation forward. The person who has that vision is Senator Sanders. You will know a tree by the fruit that it bears, and Senator Sanders has been bearing good fruit for a very long time. He didn't wake up one morning and say, I ought to stand with workers. He's been standing with workers. Which leads me to the fact that we don't need billionaires trying to buy elections. Hello, somebody. So Nevada, we got a job to do. As my grandmother used to say, you can tell them, I can show you better than I can tell you. And we are going to show folks that this multiracial, multigenerational, multicultural, multigender coalition of conscious-minded people on the move for justice will continue to stand and use our synergy and our energy to put a little extra on our ordinary so that extraordinary things can happen. Hello, somebody. We're going to do this. So we need you to make sure that you are caucusing tomorrow, that you take friends and frenemies along with you, that we do this thing. So in my close, I want you to remember these three things. I believe that the creator of this great universe has given us two hands, one to reach forward and one to reach back, lifting as we climb. We are our sisters and our brother's keepers. That I want for you what I want for my own family. I want for your community what I want for my own community. I want for your state, Nevada, what I want for the great state of Ohio. And we as Americans should want for other nations what we want for ourselves. We can have nice things. The working class people of this nation can have and deserve nice things. Number two, and most importantly, we can't ask other folks to do more for us than we are willing to do for ourselves. And that is why we stand in solidarity with a leader whose only special interest is you and you and you and you and you and you and you. Zero dollars from billionaires. Hello, somebody. Funded by the power of the people. Now, lastly, in the words of my grandmother, who was born in the South, born in 1915, my grandmother could not read or write, but she could count her money. She had what we call in the African-American community mother wit. She was one of the smartest women I have ever known. When I asked my grandmother, what does it take to be successful in life? She said, my dear granddaughter, all you need are the three bones, the wishbone, the jawbone, and the backbone. The wishbone is for hoping and praying because hope, 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 hope is the motivator, but the dream is the driver. The jawbone is to give us courage to lift our voices, to speak truth, to power. You see, titles are good, but purpose is better. The most important bone of them all, the supercadrafragilistic expialidocious bone, is the backbone. 
Because the backbone will keep us standing through all of our trials and our tribulations. And in this life, sisters and brothers, we're going to go through some stuff, but we can't have a testimony without a test. And we are being tested to determine whether we have courage enough and conviction enough to do what we can where we are with what we have and to stand beside and front of and back of a champion for the people. And his name is Bernard Sanders. So can you do something for me? Lift one hand for yourself and another hand for somebody else. The great Dr. Maya Angelou once said, have the courage to stand up for yourself and the courage to stand up for somebody else. And with these hands, we will have Medicare for all. With these hands, we will have college for all. With these hands, we will cancel student debt. With these hands, we will have humane immigration. With these hands, we will fix our justice system. With these hands, women will get their whole damn dollar. With these hands, we will have transcendence. And with these hands, we will elect Senator Bernie Sanders. The 46th president of the United States of America. Please welcome to the stage, Congressman Chewy Garcia. All right. Man, are you ready to win tomorrow, Nevada? Yeah, that's what I thought. It's great to be here four years later understanding that we are at a historic juncture in the history of our country and that we have organized and we have plotted and we have convinced people that the future is ours if democracy prevails. Are you ready to win Nevada? That's what I thought. I am delighted to be here tonight knowing that you're ready to win that you have the conviction to take our country back and make it work for all of our people. So tonight, I want to begin my remarks by speaking in the language of so many inhabitants of this area. And in the spirit of inclusion, that is our movement to take our country back. Que gusto me da estar esta noche estar con toda la gente de este gran estado que quiere, que busca y que logrará justicia para toda la comunidad hispanoparlante de los Estados Unidos de América. Y reconocemos que nos unimos sabiendo que Donald Trump declaró la guerra en contra de nuestro pueblo del primer día que anunció su candidatura para la presidencia. Y por eso 
Esta noche reiteramos que vamos a unificar al pueblo, que vamos a hacer alianzas y que tenemos el vigor para proteger a toda la gente joven de la clase DACA de inmigrantes. You're so bilingual. Y también le decimos a Donald Trump que cada uno de nosotros, no obstante nuestro estatus migratorio, va a ser contado en el censo de este año y que esto, y que a través del censo sigue la transformación de nuestro país. La victoria es nuestra. Si salimos a ejercer nuestro voto, votamos por nuestras familias y por nuestras comunidades y nos convertimos en el futuro de nuestra nación. All right. So, so let me just, let me just, está presente. Se siente que Bernie está presente. Se siente. So let me, let me tell you just a couple things about Bernie. I knew Bernie way before I met him. I knew him because you could always count on him to stand with working people. I knew Bernie because he fought for civil rights. And I knew Bernie because he opposed all unjust wars and knew the military budget was bloated forever. I met Bernie in 2015 when I was recruited to run for mayor of the city of Chicago and run and take the power away from the 1% in Chicago. And Bernie, not having yet met Jesus, endorsed me the night that I joined him at a rally for a city councilwoman that is one of the most progressive today in the city of Chicago. And, and in 2015, we made history in Chicago because we forced the first runoff ever in the city's history against the 1% mayor. And it didn't end there because we elected more progressive to the Chicago City Council. And last year, Chicago got a new mayor. The whole city council was renewed. And we now have the largest progressive block in the Chicago City Council in history. The seeds were sowed, and now it is bearing fruit. The next generation of leaders is being elected to Chicago City Council, to the county board, to the state legislature. If and if I might just add that Chicago and Illinois elected a guy named Chewy to the 116th Congress. And because Donald Trump began his campaign attacking people like me, immigrants, hardworking, upstanding member of my community, never committed a crime. I was so proud to participate in the impeachment process and to cast my vote to impeach this corrupt president. And let me be, be very clear. We didn't just spend a whole year impeaching Donald Trump. Oh, no. 
We passed over 425 bills that are sitting in the Senate on Moscow Mitch's desk. And, and furthermore, 275 of those bills are bipartisan bills. That's what the 216 Congress, the 116 Congress has done. So, so let me just say this. The gains that we've made in Chicago and Illinois is because of this movement. And I'd like to think that it is only a precursor of things to come because we are ready to win. And, and why Bernie and why now in 2020? Because Bernie knows us, because he knows our story, he knows our pain, he knows our anger, and he knows our greatness. He knows that we are the leaders that we have been waiting for. We need vision and we need major change, transformative change. Bernie stands with each and every one of us. Together with Bernie, we say, it's not me, it's Proud to support Bernie Sanders. He's got the vision for a better tomorrow, the agenda, and the people behind him. We will vote to end uncheckered corporate greed, to create living wage jobs, to deliver universal health care for all. We will vote to protect immigrant families wherever they are and to stop climate change. We, we will bring your voices to Washington. I'd like to say that many of them are there already, but we need to finish the job. We need to restore politics for all of us, not just the wealthy and the well-connected. And, well and we need to build a government that looks like us as well. So, my sisters and brothers, I say to you, let's claim our time. We are the present and the future. Let's claim our place. We are here to stay. Let's claim our voice. We'll write the rules. We are the present and we are the future. And now. Are you ready to rumble? They said there, there was a big fight in Vegas tonight, and I think they got the date wrong because that's going to happen tomorrow. Yes, but the leader with the vision, the leader with the agenda, the leader with the movement, the leader with the guts, the next president of the United States of America, Senator Bernie Sanders! Thank you. Whoa. 
I can't, I can't see all of you, but I can hear you. It sounds like there are a lot of people here tonight. Thank you, Las Vegas. You know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we won the popular vote in Iowa. Last week, we won the New Hampshire primary. And tomorrow, if we come out in big numbers at 12 o'clock for the Iowa caucus, I think we're going to win here as well. So thank you all uh, very much for being here. And let me thank all those great speakers and supporters who have spoken already. Uh, let me thank Derek Marshall. Let me thank Dusty Sunshine for the music. Let me thank Linda Jones and Deborah Berger of the National Nurses United. And let me thank the young people who have, who have stood up, who are here tonight, and have organized all over this country to demand that we end gun violence in America. And I want to thank <laughs> Nura Abdullah and Robert Chentrop and Matt Deutsch and Cameron Kaysky. Thanks not just only for being here. Thanks for being leaders in helping to change this country and making us a safer nation. And let me thank my dear friend Naomi Klein, who, as you know, is one of the great writers in America speaking out on all of the important issues, including the crisis of climate change. Naomi, thank you. And let me thank Senator Nina Turner. Senator Turner and I have worked together for years now, but what she is doing, not only here in Nevada, but all over the country, she is doing the most important work, and that is getting working people, young people, people of color involved in the political process. So thank you, Senator Turner, and let me thank Congressman Chuy Garcia. As Chuy indicated, they're making some big changes in Chicago, changes that are long overdue. And change is our mantra. We are going to change this country. Now, our campaign, our campaign is about two fundamental issues. Number one, obviously, is the need to defeat the most dangerous president in the modern history of this country. And our campaign, because of your support, because of the fact that here in Nevada, we've had volunteers knocking on hundreds of thousands of doors. I just came back from California two hours ago. They had close to a million doors that they have knocked on. And we're knocking on doors in Texas and in Massachusetts and all across this country. We are going to defeat Donald Trump because the American people understand, no matter what their political views may be, that we cannot continue having a pathological liar as president. 
We cannot continue having a corrupt administration. We cannot continue having a president who is undermining American democracy and our Constitution. We cannot continue having a president who is a bully, who can't even get along with people that he appointed in his administration. And every other day, he's firing some guy. We cannot continue to have in our country, given our history and given the struggles that we have fought for from the inception of this country with the terrible things done to the Native American people, we cannot continue to have a president who is a racist. We've had too much racism in this country. We cannot continue to have a president who is a sexist, who is a homophobe, who is a xenophobe, who is a religious bigot. And then he has some really bad qualities. But the truth is, and I think the American people understand that, yeah, we disagree on issues. That's called democracy. We disagree on issues, but we cannot disagree that the President of the United States is simply not the kind of man that we need to have in the White House. And the American people understand that it is time for fundamental change when we have a massive level of income and wealth inequality. And I want to be clear, because you don't hear this much on TV, you don't hear it much in the Congress, but it is not acceptable to me nor to the working families of this country that three people own more wealth than the bottom half of American society. That ain't democracy, that is oligarchy. Not acceptable when the top 1% own more wealth than the bottom 92%. Not acceptable when here in Nevada, and I've talked to many workers in Nevada trying to get by in 10, 11, 12 bucks an hour, you got 49% of all new income going to the top 1%. The American people understand that it is wrong when the Congress and Trump give tax breaks to billionaires, while 500,000 people tonight in Nevada, in California, will be sleeping out on the streets. We have got to get our priorities right. We need an economy and a government that work for all of us, not just the 1%. But it is not just a rigged economy. The American people, regardless of their political views, understand that we have a corrupt political system. That's it. What our campaign tries to be is honest, to take the difficult issues and put them on the table, not hide them. I believe in democracy, which is one person, one vote.
I do not believe in oligarchy where billions, billionaires are buying elections. In the last couple of weeks, Donald Trump has been out there with his billionaire friends, gets $150,000 a person for the Republican Party. You got Michael Bloomberg worth $60 billion. Bloomberg has every right in the world to run for president. He has no right to buy the presidency. And what the American people want is to end billionaire control over our political process, and that is why together we will overturn Citizens United. why we will move to public funding of elections, and why we will tell cowardly Republican governors all over this country that they are not going to continue to suppress the vote. I want this country to have the highest voter turnout of any major country on earth, not one of the lowest. And that is why we're going to make it easier for people to vote, not harder. Bottom line is, if you're 18 years of age and a citizen of this country, you have the right to vote. End of discussion. We're going to win this election because we don't need a super PAC. We don't go to billionaires' homes raising money. We have received more campaign contributions at this point in a campaign from more people than any campaign in the history of the United States of America. Our contributors, the people who support our campaign, you know what the leading profession is? Teachers. We receive contributions, and it really hits me emotionally. We receive contributions from workers at Walmart and Amazon, people who are making low wages but are prepared to contribute 10, 20 bucks in order to transform this country. And tonight, I want to thank the 1.6 million Americans who have contributed to our campaign with a contribution averaging all of $18.50. Thank you. Our campaign is proudly, no apologies, funded by the working class of this country. We are the campaign of the working class by the working class, and for the working class. And as a son of the working class, we're going to go forward together. Our campaign is going to defeat Trump because we have an agenda 
that speaks to the needs of the middle class and working families, people who have been ignored and neglected for far too long. You know, if we were a poor country, we'd have a different type of discussion. But we are the richest country, not only in the world, but in the history of the world. And if we're the richest country in the history of the world, we have got to envision what this country can be. And what this country can be is a nation not where half of our people are living paycheck to paycheck. You all know what living paycheck to paycheck is about? I grew up in a family that lived paycheck to paycheck. And when you live paycheck to paycheck, you worry that somebody in the family gets sick because you can't afford to go to the doctor. You worry that if your car breaks down, you don't have the 500 bucks to repair it. If you can't repair it, you can't get to work. If you can't get to work, you're going to lose your job. You lose your job, you can't take care of your kids. That's what living paycheck to paycheck is about. And that is why we believe that if you work 40 hours a week in Nevada, in Vermont, any place in this country, you should not be living in poverty. And that is why we're going to raise the minimum wage to a living wage. At least 15 bucks an hour. That is why we're going to end the absurdity of women making 80 cents on the dollar. We, be we believe in equal pay for equal work. Women get the whole damn dollar. And I'll tell you what else, tell you what else we believe in, and I believe in it very strongly. And that is today there are millions of workers all across this country who want to join unions. They understand and we understand that when you engage in collective bargaining, you get better wages, better working conditions. And that is why we have introduced legislation that will double union membership in the next four years. And when we talk about good paying jobs, we are prepared to put millions of workers to work at good union wages, rebuilding our crumbling infrastructure. This is America. Our roads, our bridges, our water systems, our wastewater plants should not be crumbling. And by the way, we're going to put millions of people to work building 10 million units of affordable and low-income housing. We're going to do our very best to end homelessness in America. But also, also understand that there are some 18 million families today that are spending half of their income for housing. Now, how do you live and do everything else if you're spending half your income for housing? You can't. And that is why we are going to fight gentrification. I grew up in a, an apartment, spent my whole childhood in an apartment that was rent controlled. 
And I have no problem with telling landlords all over this country, stop raising rents to the outrageous levels you're doing it. And if you don't stop, we will stop it for We're going to win this election because we believe in education. And when you stop for a moment and you think about what's going on in America, ask yourselves how, when every psychologist in the world understands that zero through four are the most important years of intellectual and emotional development, how come we have a dysfunctional childcare system? In the richest country in the world, we will have universal, high-quality, affordable childcare for every working family. We are going to triple, fund, triple funding for low-income Title I schools. And that means that all kids in America will get a high-quality public education regardless of the zip code in which they are living. And, and because we believe in education, we believe in educators and teachers. When we change the value system of America, it means that on college campuses all across the country, there will be young people who are saying with pride, I am going to become a teacher, the most important job that anybody could do. And because teachers do such important work impacting the lives and their careers of hundreds and hundreds of young people, we are going to move forward so that no teacher earns less than $60,000 a year. And because we believe in education, we believe that all of our people, regardless of their income, are entitled to a higher education. College, whether it's college or a trade school. And that is why we are going to make public colleges and universities tuition free. And when we talk about a government that represents working families and not billionaires, we remember that 12 years ago, Congress, against my vote, voted to bail out the crooks on Wall Street. And we remember that two years ago, Trump and his friends, against my vote, voted to give a trillion dollars in tax breaks to the 1% and large corporations. Well, you know what? If you could bail out the crooks on Wall Street and give huge tax breaks to billionaires, we can cancel all student debt in this country. And when we talk about making this country what it should become, we are going to end the international embarrassment of America being the only major country on Earth not to guarantee health care to all people as a human right. So let me be as clear as I can be. Health care is a human right, not a privilege. 
And there is something totally absurd that in our country today, we are spending twice as much per capita on health care as do the people of any other country. We are spending twice as much, $11,000 for every man, woman, and child. And yet, despite that huge expenditure, we have 87 million people who are uninsured or underinsured. We have at least, probably a lot more, at least 30,000 people who die every single year because they don't get to a doctor on time because they're uninsured. We are paying the highest prices in the world for prescription drugs, in some cases 10 times more for the same exact drug as sold in Canada or in other countries. And if you can believe it, some 500,000 people a year go bankrupt because of medically related debt. Think about it for a second. Think about the insanity, the vulgarity, and the cruelty of this system. Somebody is diagnosed with cancer. They are fighting for their lives. They end up with a $100,000 bill. Now, it is hard enough to take on cancer and to fight for your life. You should not have to worry that your family is going to be financially ruined because you're dealing with cancer. In the midst of all of this, last year, the healthcare industry made $100 billion in profit. So today, we say to the insurance companies and the drug companies, the function of a humane and rational healthcare system is not to make the drug companies rich. It is to provide quality care to all of our people. And that is why, alongside the National Nurses United Union, alongside thousands and thousands of doctors, we will pass a Medicare for All single-payer program. And what that means is we are eliminating all premiums for you and your employer. No more co-payments, no more deductibles, no more out-of-pocket expense. And because we're going to end the greed and corruption of the drug companies, nobody on the Medicare for All will pay more than $200 a year for prescription drugs. And because we eliminate the profiteering of the insurance companies and the drug companies, because we end the administrative nightmare of having to administer thousands of separate private insurance plans, which are wasting hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars on administrative costs, the average American will pay substantially less for health care than under the current dysfunctional system. And brothers and sisters, when we talk about the issues facing the American people, and in fact, facing the world, unlike Trump, we will not ignore the terrible reality facing us in terms of climate change. Now, you all know, you all know 
what Trump apparently is too dumb to know. And that is, you know, that is that climate change is not only real, not only caused by human activity, but is doing devastating harm to our country and around the world. Turn on the TV, take a look at what's happening in Australia. You know what's happening in your own state. You know what's happening in California. What the scientists are now telling us is they have underestimated the speed and severity in which climate change is causing havoc all over the world. Rising sea levels, more drought, more extreme weather disturbances, more acidification of the ocean. And what the United Nations is telling us is that as the climate gets warmer, at the end of the century, if we do not get our act together, there will be hundreds of millions of climate refugees. People forced to flee their communities because there's no drinking water, no land to grow their crops. This is a moral issue. We are fighting for the future, not only of our country, but the planet. We are fighting for our kids, grandchildren, and future generations. This is an issue that we cannot fail on. We have got to succeed to save the planet. So I am happy to tell you that we have introduced the most sweeping climate change proposal ever introduced by any candidate for federal office. It is based on the principles of the Green New Deal. And that means we are going to create up to 20 million new jobs as we transform our energy system away from fossil fuel to energy efficiency and sustainable energy. And tonight, we tell the fossil fuel industry that their short-term profits are not more important than the future of our planet. And when we talk about changes that are long overdue, brothers and sisters, we are going to reform a broken and racist criminal justice system. It is not acceptable to me or any of you that we have more people in jail, disproportionately African-American, Latino, and Native American than any other country on Earth. We are going to invest in our young people in good jobs and education. We're not going to be investing in more jails and incarceration. We're going to end private prisons and detention centers. We are going to end the war on drugs. On day one, through executive order, we will legalize marijuana in every state in this country. We will move aggressively to expunge the records of those who have been arrested for possession of marijuana. And when we talk about broken systems, we're talking about our very broken and racist immigration system. I am sick and tired as the son of an immigrant. My dad came to this country at the age of 17 without a nickel in his pocket, couldn't speak a word of English, and had very little education. So on day one, 
we end the demonization of the undocumented in this country. On day one, we restore the legal status of 1.8 million young people and their parents in the DACA program. On day one, we end a border policy which allows federal agents to snatch babies from the arms of their mothers. And I have absolute confidence that we will be able to do what the American people want us to do, and that is pass comprehensive immigration reform and a path towards citizenship for the undocumented. Whatever your politics may be, you are horrified and disgusted by the level of gun violence in this country. And if there's any city in America that has experienced that horror, we're in it right now. So I don't have to explain it to the people of this city. Here is my promise to you. Our gun safety legislation will be written by the people of Las Vegas, by the people of America, not the NRA. We will provide universal background checks. People who have violent pasts should not own guns. We are going to end the gun show loophole. We're going to end the so-called straw man provision. And by the way, we are going to do what people all over the country, urban, rural, gun owners, non-gun owners, people want us to do. And that is make sure that we end the sale and distribution of assault weapons in this country. Now, as a United States Senator, I hear a lot of speeches on the floor of the Senate. And I often hear my conservative Republican colleagues tell us that uh, as conservatives, they believe in small government. They believe in getting government off the backs of the American people. Well, I say to those hypocrites, if you believe in getting the government off of the backs of the American people, understand that it is women who have a right to control their own bodies, not the government. So here is, here is my promise to you. I will never nominate anybody to the Supreme Court or the federal bench who is not 100% pro Roe v. Wade. We will codify Roe v. Wade, put it into law. And we will significantly expand funding for Planned Parenthood. And let me say to the men who are here, men at this moment in history have got to stand with the women. As I think all of you know, our campaign is quite different than other campaigns. What we're trying to do is not just defeat Trump. 
but is to transform our economy and the way our government does business. And that means, if we're honest, that we have to acknowledge, yes, we are taking on the greed and corruption of the corporate elite. We're taking on Wall Street. We're taking on the insurance industry. We're taking on the pharmaceutical industry. We are taking on the fossil fuel industry. We're taking on the military industrial complex. We are taking on the prison industrial complex. And as a matter of fact, we're taking on the whole damn 1%. We are taking on Donald Trump and the Republican establishment. And we are taking on the Democratic establishment. As you, as you may have noticed lately, the establishment's getting a little bit nervous. Oh my God, they're putting together a multi-generational, multi-racial movement of millions of people. Oh my goodness, how can we stop them? How can we stop the workers who want higher wages? How can we stop the young people who want to go to college and not come out with debt? How can we stop the millions of people who understand that health care is a human right? How can we stop the people who know that we've got to take on the fossil fuel industry? So they're getting nervous, but you know what? When we stand up together, they ain't going to stop us. Because all of you know, all of you know, that real change, if you go throughout American history and you think about it, real change has never, ever taken place from the top on down, always from the bottom on up. You think back. Think back upon workers 100 plus years ago who had the guts to tell their employers they are not, they were not animals, they needed dignity, and they struggled to form unions. You think about the African American community throughout history that has stood up and said, sorry, racism is not acceptable. You think about the women 100 plus years ago who did not even have the right to vote. Women couldn't get the education, the jobs they wanted, and they said to the world, sorry, we will not be second-class citizens. You think about our brothers and sisters in the gay and lesbian community who said, sorry, we will love the people we want, regardless of gender. And you think about young people, and we're so proud to have the support of the Sunrise Movement. But young people, not only in our country, but all over the world, who are saying to their governmental leaders, we want a planet 
that we can grow up in and raise our kids that is healthy and habitable. So here is the bottom line. As a United States Senator, I do understand the power of the 1%. They have enormous influence, of course, over our economy. They own the media, and they have tremendous influence over our political life. But at the end of the day, the 1% is 1%. And if we in the 99% do not allow Trump and his friends to divide us up based on the color of our skin or where we were born or our sexual orientation or our religion, if we are prepared to stand together and fight for justice, there is nothing that will stop us. Tomorrow at 12 o'clock, the Nevada caucus takes place. Let us go out. Let us bring our friends and our neighbors. Let us have the largest voter turnout in the history of the Nevada caucus. Let us go forward together. Let us defeat Trump. Let us transform this country. Thank you all very much. Hi, I'm Tina Desiree Berg, and